You're listening to the Go Adventure Mom podcast. This is episode 12. I recently polled our friends on Facebook at goadventuremom.com forward slash Facebook and asked them if they had two hours to spend to themselves, what would they do? I was surprised to learn that the majority of the people would take a nap. And I would have to agree with them because I am a tired mom. I have three kids and we run and we play and we work hard. A good night's sleep is so important and taking a nap is important too. We have a Casper mattress. It's a great mattress and we love it. Before we had a mattress where I kind of felt like it was a coffin, like it would lay down and it had totally sunk. It was one of those like really nice pillow top mattresses, but it has been night and day to have our Casper mattress. Highly recommend it. You can go to casper.com forward slash friends forward slash go adventure mom and get a discount if you're in the market for a new mattress, casper.com forward slash friends forward slash go adventure mom. Welcome to the Go Adventure Mom podcast, where having kids only adds to the adventure. Get outdoors, see the world, live a full life. Go Adventure Mom, for families who refuse to be indoorsy people. Now, let's go adventure with Kathy Dalton. Hello, this is Kathy Dalton. A big shout out to Victoria Saley for leaving an iTunes review. Thank you, Victoria. You can leave a review and get a shout out in our next episode. Simply go to iTunes store on your desktop, search Go Adventure Mom, and then click on ratings and reviews, and then submit your review. Yesterday, my three-year-old son and I, we went for a little walk around our neighborhood, and he had his little mirror balance bike. And about halfway through, he decided he was done and didn't want to ride his bike anymore because it was uphill, and he wanted to walk home. And I gave him my phone to take some pictures along the way. And I think we were like, I mean, less than half a mile walk. He took over 200 pictures. And it was so great to see this sense of wonder. Taking pictures of rocks and pine cones and cracks in the sidewalk and succulents. And he has these cute little Norwal shoes. And you can see his shoes in some of the pictures. And it just made me so happy to see how he captures the world. So... Today, I encourage you to give your kids your camera and capture how they see the world. Today, we are talking with Natalie Botros, and she is a certified health coach, a psychotherapist, and an author. And we're really talking about holistic health and the way that we think about food. Hello, Natalie. Welcome to the Go Adventure Mom podcast. We are so happy to have you here today. Now, before we dive into this topic, can you tell us a little bit about where your favorite place is to go adventure? Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. So a little bit about me. I'm a world person. I'm Lebanese Turkish. I lived most of my life, most of my life in Switzerland and used to live in New York, moved back to Europe and came back two years ago to New York to live. And so my places, the places that I love to, to visit are Spain, Barcelona, especially. I'm addicted to that city because it's a beautiful city. You have a lot to see. And you have a lot of good food to eat. Yes. (laughs) I mean, it's like the tapas, it's to die for. And also you have the city side and then the beach life. You know, you have both lives in one city. So I think that will be my favorite spot. I was actually thinking to move there to live. And then New York attracted me more. (laughs) That's great. That's great. But still, a hop in a skip to hop in the plane from New York and go visit. That's a good place to go. I do it quite often. (laughs) Do you? Good. Yes. 
I, I keep traveling. I mean, as my family are across the Atlantic, I go, I cross a lot the Atlantic. I mean, obviously, I go to Turkey or Switzerland, but uh, I try to go. I, I love Italy. I used to live in Milan as well, by the way. I love Italy and Spain, and but in Spain, it's Barcelona. And in, in Italy, although I lived in Milan, my favorite city is Rome, where I feel alive. I feel all the history. I really, oh, yes. really love it. We took our then nine-month-old son with us to Rome. We went about three years ago. And we dressed him up like a little gladiator and took him to the Colosseum. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. And everybody was saying, Cicciabello, Cicciabello, which is this cute little doll with this like fluffy hair because he has this exactly. like bright, like fluffy, cute hair. It was really fun. <laughs> that's really cute. So you grew up in boarding and went to boarding school in Switzerland, and um, I was just reading some research about the attitudes of food and really the role that food plays, and I think the U.S. has a very different standpoint compared to Europe. And I agree. How, yeah, and, and how, I mean, I was even re researching how in the U.S., very much everything we eat for breakfast is sweet, and it's cake, and it's pancakes with syrup and muffins, which are another kind of cake. But in, in Europe, it's, it's definitely a different, you know, meal for breakfast, but it's also a different mindset. And what this research was showing that in the U.S., when we have a piece of cake, we, we feel bad and we feel guilty to begin with. But in Europe, it's very much a celebration and it's coming together and, and, it's, it's a very different way that we think about our food. And I'm really excited to learn from you and what you've been able to create in your own life that has really changed the attitude and, and the way that food has shaped our lives. So tell us a little bit about your background and how that has changed the way that you think about food and about dieting. So... <laughs> As I mentioned, I'm Lebanese-Turkish. So I grew up in Turkey until the age of 10. And Turkey is a Mediterranean country. So I, I kind of grew up with the Mediterranean diet, which is like very famous in the U.S. You know, like a lot of like fresh food, fresh um, vegetables, a lot of olive oil. But I can see, I can translate the Mediterranean diet into happily eating with family, <laughs> sitting around the table. For me, that's a Mediterranean diet. And then when I was 10, I was sent to all-girl boarding school in Switzerland, the world of chocolate and cheese. And there, of course, like I'm a cheese addict. I'm not a chocolate addict, but I'm a cheese addict. It was, I guess, like when you have it, you don't really want to eat it that much. And then like if you eat cheese, you just eat your, cheese, your, your, your piece of cheese. In the U.S., when I compare, it's like we put on every vegetable cheese to make it tastier. And I don't think that it, it, should, it should be cheese with vegetables. It should be vegetables with a little bit of cheese. And I think all this shows that in, in the U.S., we have tendency to exaggerate the quantities and the balance in between foods. After Switzerland, I moved to Milan and... You know, it's the world of pasta and pizza. 
you sh- you will think that if I eat pasta and pizza, you will gain weight. But I mean, how come all these Italian women, they're not that fat? Because like, it's not like they're doing it as an appetizer. They don't eat bowls and bowls. So there, I think the other problem is the quantity. And in the US, like bigger is better. You know, you, you can add $1 when you buy something and you can get a double portion. So that's another problem that there's a difference between Europe and US. And then the pizza too. A pizza can be healthy. But here again, like we add, I don't know how much cheese. And then we, we put all those toppings, unhealthy toppings. It doesn't make a healthy dish. And, you know, I started dieting when I was at boarding school because it was fashion. But I really started to gain a lot of weight, actually 40 pounds in a year when I moved to New York the first time. Because I think it's like all this fast food and deliveries, easy access food, ready food made me gain all this weight. And if we compare Europe to U.S., U.S. right now, I know that we're trying a lot to eat healthier. But in U.S., it's the big problem is the quantity. And then you were talking about breakfast sweet. It's true in Europe, too. For example, in France, we, we eat a croissant in the morning, a chocolate croissant. That doesn't make us fat. But in the U.S., like when we eat, we don't know when to stop. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, like, I think that's like one of the biggest problems. And then like we eat as a pleasure here uh, we all live in a kind of fast paced and so we don't have time to enjoy our meal and the bon vivant girl lifestyle bon vivant means in French well living it's like enjoying everything so eating it shouldn't be mechanical you know it shouldn't be because like I have to have like the sugar or this this cake or this that this cheese it should be a pleasure so I should like eat a little enjoy it and if I'm still hungry eat a bit more and that's, I think, a really powerful way to shift the way that we think about, you know, eating. Exactly. Like every morning I wake up and I get on the scale and I weigh myself. And I think that's another misconception because, you know, what does the scale really say? And what I really like about your book is that it's it's more about how do I feel and how how can I start by focusing on being happy and that exactly. it's, it's really creating that self-love and that self-respect. And if, if I'm full, but I'm still, you know, really active and I'm getting out and I'm walking five miles a day, I feel a lot better than, you know, you know, maybe sitting on the couch all day eating junk, but weighing less. Exactly. No, I agree. I totally agree. First of all, I mean, I understand that we need the scale to have an idea about our weight, but Let's be honest, when we walk down the street, we don't have our weight written on our foreheads. So who cares about our weight if we don't feel good or if we feel good? I think the healthy weight is like when we look at ourselves and then we said, okay, I'm happy, I'm good. And, you know, healthy doesn't only mean eating right. Healthy means being happy. So if I'm going to go out and eat maybe a bit more calories than staying in, it's better that I go out, I do some activities and then eat right, than staying home and then eating three carrots and hating everyone. <laughs> I, I agree. I do that all the time and, you know, justify bad behavior. But I, I think it's really shaping the way that we approach food and shaping the way that we think about our bodies and we think about what does it really mean to live well? And and what is the quality of life that comes from 
this shift and and that a diet isn't the solution, but it's this long-term change in, in lifestyle. Exactly. It's a lifestyle, lifestyle change. Kids, for example, our, I believe that our kids have a better bon vivant life, well-living life than we do because they're socialized. They have always these practices, this, you know, like group dates. They're always out doing something interesting. And then the moms are always running after their kids to do that for their kids. So I guess they're the bon vivant kids. Why we're not taking an example from the kids and try to enjoy everything, every activity in our life and socialize. I love that. I, I, I think that's powerful to, to put on the, you know, that, that frame of reference as a kid and, and to be social and to have friends. and Exactly. You know, the play date and this. So why, why can we, we cannot have play dates on, of our own? We deserve it. Well, and one thing I've found being a, a mom that d- does work from home is that it's it's really isolating and it gets really lonely, but that I need to be scheduling playdates with my, my mom friends <laughs> to get out and go for walks <laughs> and, and do fun things. So tell us more about your book and your inspiration to write a book. So I'm a psychotherapist and I became a health coach just to have to understand how to write this book. I'm not practicing it, but it's like this book, it's through my experience and then through my knowledges, let's say, from psychology and health coaching. Um, As I mentioned before, when I moved to New York, I gained this 40 pounds and I felt like I'm not very tall. So 40 pounds for some people, maybe it's not a lot, but for me, it was huge. I mean, I have to change my whole closet. And I was sitting in front of my closet and be really hating myself, thinking that I look like a monster. And so what I did is like I dedicated my, myself to lose that weight. And I tried every single diet on the market. Name it, I did it. I tried it. And it will work at the beginning. And then it will like I will lose maybe a few pounds and gain back everything. So after struggling months after months, and I did some like really crazy diets too, that I'm sure everybody who's trying to lose weight does it. And I, I said to myself, you know what? Like, this is not going to work like this. I think I have to first think about my primary food, which is not the food that you put on your plate that you eat, the food, which is, you know, my, my relationships, my, my love to myself, my acceptance to myself. And that was my first step to happier life. And I stood, my first, first, first rule to myself was to stand in front of the mirror and look at myself naked every day and accept a part of my body. It could have been my shoulders or my stomach or my, my knee, anything. And at the beginning, it was hard because like I would see myself, you know, like, like a monster. And then day after day, I started to accept myself. And once that you start accepting yourself, you can go on and then shift your life. Because accepting yourself, it's being happy. And some people, and accepting and loving yourself. And some people will say, okay, so if you accept yourself, why you want to lose weight? No, it doesn't mean that I'm, a, I'm on a healthy weight. It's just like accepting right now. So I can move forward. I mean, so that was really the first, first step that made me switch from all those crazy diets to lifestyle. And when the second step that I did, it's I took a journal and I started to log in everything that I put in my mouth because this was like my secondary food is what I put on my plate. And let's say even when I cook, like the three olives that I put in my mouth, I will log it in. 
and I will log when I was eating, why I was eating, you know, my mental state, bored, depressed, uh, got a bad news, log everything. And after a week, I will check and then see when I was like eating because I was bored or I was hungry or I was like emotional and I could study on myself. Finally, I think we're the best dietitians. <laughs> Nobody can tell us which diet we should do, we should follow. We are the ones who can know this. And, you know, there are no diets fits all too. Definitely. I, I like keeping a journal. I like being accountable to yourself for what you're eating. But I also like recognizing why we are eating. Because I, I know in my own life, it's, it's a lot of um, stress eating, comfort food. Yeah, simply boredom. Exactly. Because like we have like empty free moment and we're like, okay, what can I, what should I do? Especially if you work from home, you're closer to the kitchen. You go and you open the, the fridge and you get something to eat. It's like, it's very important. So to avoid to get that temptation, I call it the seafood diet. I don't buy anything that is tempting in the house. If I feel like eating something, you know, like I, I, the Bon Vivant Girl lifestyle doesn't give you any restriction. You have to eat of everything in small quantities. That, that's very important because like diet for me means restriction. It's why I don't like to, word, to use the word diet. You can eat everything, but if you feel like you crave, let's say, a Snickers bar and you don't have it home, what are you going to do? You're going to open your fridge and then eat the, the fruits that you have there. You know what I mean? And then like if you really, really want to eat it, Buy it before eating uh, that sneaker bar, eat fruit, and then eat that sneaker bar. So my, my philosophy is instead of cutting food, increasing the good, cutting bad food, increasing the good healthy food and prioritizing it. I like that. Um, I, I do that with almonds. I always keep almonds kind of just out. They're great. They have extra fiber. So you know, I'll eat a handful of almonds and then maybe eat a vegetable. And then if I'm still craving something, then I'll say, okay, I'm going to cut this in half and we'll put the other half in the freezer so I can't get to it. <laughs> <laughs> but then able to, to have it and know that it's a decision because I, I think a lot of um, the time we eat and it's just very mindless. And it, like you're saying, we're, we're eating to feel good about ourselves or we're eating because we're bored. And I think just being aware of the things that we are and are not eating is important. And I know I struggle with vegetables. I, I do not eat enough vegetables in my diet. But having things that are already prepared and, and ready to go, that's a lot, you know, it's just as easy to grab that as it is, you know, a, a bag of, of chips or whatever. And then I have it and then I feel good about that choice. And then, like, it's always great to be ready, as you said, like to have like pre-prepared snacks. So we're not, you know, like starting to have it, the, the hunt of something to put in our mouth and end up eating the chips. So having like healthy snacks ready, it's very, very important. And then if you don't have time, again, it's like I know that we're all busy, we're all running. It's like take a fruit, take, take a vegetable, take anything, you know, take a yogurt. It's okay. But don't think that, for example, an ice cream, it's your dairy, it's, you, it's a dairy. It's, it's not your dairy intake. There's a lot of sugar in it. <laughs> Take a yogurt. You know what I mean? It's like some people think that pizza, it's a vegetable dish, <laughs> margarita pizza. It's not. It's not. <laughs> I mean, it's like all those little things that, you know, we, can, we, can, we always do it. We lie to ourselves, so we feel good, <laughs> but it's not. Well, and, and I think 
that kind of goes along with just being honest with ourselves and, and trying not to justify eating that extra serving of apple pie or whatever it is. Exactly. But I mean, if you really feel like it, it means that your body needs it. So have it. But next time before eating it, eat something, not a pie, apples, and then eat the apple pie. See if you're still hungry and you still want it. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. It's uh, And then, as you said, and you know, we're, uh, we have to keep ourselves accountable. And keeping this journal, you don't need to show to anyone. It's like between us and the journal. And we see what we're doing wrong. We all do. With summer approaching, just wanted to share a tip with you guys that I found out this weekend. We took our fly fishing boat out and I was looking for a better option than the skin tight rash guard that I have that's long sleeved. I want the sun protection, but I want to be able to move. And I found that NRS makes this really great long sleeve, they call it a silk wake hoodie. And it's, it's still breathable and you can move around in it and it's not like super lycra tight. You can find it at nrs.com. So tell us more about your book and where our listeners can find it. So the book's name is, If You Are What You Eat, Should I Eat a Skinny Girl? <laughs> I mean, I was like, I was in such a desperate space that, you know, like, I was like, maybe if I eat a skinny girl, I'll be skinny. (laughs) And it's a book with a lot of humor. It's like, I'm talking about how to become a bon vivant girl, which is, as I said, well-living girl. And it's like full of tips and advice about losing the weight without losing the appetite for life. And this book is like really, I'm talking from, from my own experience and I've been there, so I understand. And I'm sure the reader, readers, like at some point, they were like, oh my God, this is me. They will, they will find themselves. At, at least three or five points, they will find themselves, if it's not all of it. And um, I really loved writing it. And it's like, it's full of motivation and it shows that you can do it. And you don't need to be on the diet and live on three carrot sticks and stay home, be angry and desperate. You have to socialize, go out and be happy because like the most important thing is like being happy. And some people, unfortunately, they think that if they lose the weight, they're going to be happy. I don't agree with that. If that theory was correct, every skinny person will be happy in this world, which is not right. So I think we have to find our happiness before losing weight or doing anything else. Yes, absolutely. I think I think it's a great book. I think I think our listeners will, will really enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you. And you can find it on Amazon.com. It, it has a paper version or Kindle version. And if you want to get more info, you can get go on my website, thebonvivantgirl.com, thebon-vivant, uh, as Americans say, girl.com. <laughs> I'm sure you'll share. Yes, and we'll have a link to all of those um, locations in our show notes at goadventuremom.com forward slash podcast. And we are going to give away a copy of your book. And to enter, simply take a photo of your favorite food and tag Go Adventure Mom and the Bon Beyond Girl and use the hashtag Go Adventure. Thank you so much, Natalie. It has been such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. It was great being here. (laughs) 
Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you to those of you that are leaving reviews. We will be giving you a shout out in our next episode. So if you would like to write a review, go to iTunes.com on your desktop and then go over to the reviews section. Give us a review, an honest review, and we'll give you a shout out. We want to hear also what your adventures are. So leave us a note on Facebook, Facebook forward slash Go Adventure Mom, and tell us what adventures you're up to. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Go Adventure Mom podcast. For more family adventure, visit GoAdventureMom.com. Plus, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends.